Hey, we're on episode four. Episode four. 20 minutes, starting now. Starting now. We have a, um, you and I were just talking off offline um, because we're both looking at each other through, through the camera, and I think we were both feeling, is discouraged the word, or is it just kind of confused, <laughs> or is it both? Yeah. Maybe a little know. worried. Concerned. I think, obviously, you and I are both in the birth world, right? That's why we're doing this. That's how we got to know each other. And I think that topics around birth, of course, are very controversial. Topics around death are very controversial. There's not like a, a right way to do either of those things. And so you and I are huge advocates for having some say over what happens to us, right? Like over our just, what's going to happen to me tomorrow? I choose to do this and I don't have to apologize to anybody for doing that. Yep. And right now we're in a really weird spot where let's take the coronavirus thing. The Just for fun. Just for fun. I mean, who, you know, you, you've heard about this thing that's happening, right? <laughs> um, so back in, in um, November, my wife and I traveled back home to Pittsburgh. We both got sick. I tested positive. So the whole family was, you know, running through this coronavirus thing. We, we had like three days of feeling really crappy. I mean, you get yeah. a virus. Virus is, it's a little software upgrade. It hurts a lot. And three days after that, you're like, oh, well, I'll get back to it. Now, that's not the case for everybody. That was totally. our case. Yeah. And the first thing that came out of people's mouths was, where did you get it from? It wasn't like, oh, my gosh, I'm glad you're feeling better. Or, or oh, how are you doing? It was, oh, my gosh, who do you think you got it from? And Stephanie and I have talked about this time and time again. Like, in what world is that like the first thing out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's, that's the world where people are wearing mm-hmm. gloves in their own car because right. where or like did the they whole get family. it from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and the whole family walking around outside with their masks on, like down to the babies. It's just so a very sad. weird oh, ass freaking, can we say fucking, we can say fucking, we can totally it's our podcast. say it. It's a weird, I mean, we might get now. removed from somewhere, but you know, it's okay. Yeah, and uh, I mean, maybe we will. We'll see. But the um, we, we are not pushing for one agenda, and or 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 not. What we are, I think, you and I are both struggling with right now is at what point do like our liberties kind of come into question? Like, I mean, they already have been. They already but, have been. But there's certain like egregious violations to our certain liberties now, where it's it's not even like I don't even care about like what the agenda is. I don't even care about what what's happening. What I really care about is that there is a new, there's a new courtesy, like there's new rules that are being played now in how we communicate with one another and what we consider okay and not okay. So a good example is, Marin, did you get the vaccine? It doesn't matter what your answer is. That's not an appropriate question. Right. Because it has nothing to do with you. Now, the fact that I use that word is a heavy word nowadays. It's so heavy that people like you have had censored, uh, have had podcasts censored because you've even mentioned the word. So we're not going to dig into that. But the question of tell me about your medical history is not something you would ever say to anybody. Right. So, right. so 
or turned around. I've had people several now tell me what their status is. And I just said to Jason yesterday, it happened again, we were at the store together. And I didn't have a response. I don't know that there is a response. But it was definitely a conversation between us like, okay, the next time someone says that to me, I don't know, like, do I really just stay silent? Like, they don't really care about me. But do they want to know? Like, what, where are these conversations coming from, from a need to like, have approval from this random person you're meeting in the store or to like flaunt what side you're on? I'm really not sure because I haven't shared. I don't feel like I need to share. It's not important to me to tell strangers what my status is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, so I I was talking to my friend, I think Sarah would be fine with me saying that she's a CPM and you're going to get to meet her very soon because you're coming out this way. (laughs) But she's actually um, a a midwife on the farm on Ina May's farm. And um, she and I and and her family, like we've gotten to be very, very close. Um, We've gone camping together and everything else. And um, she brought up the, the fact that like her you know, a lot of patients went out are asking what her vaccine status is. And she and I talked about it. She was like, it's nobody's business what my vaccine status is. And and so the comparison I brought up to Stephanie when I was talking to, to my wife after was, you know, you're pregnant, Steph. That would be the equivalent of you asking everybody if they have varicella antibodies, because heaven forbid you, you get a, like a, like a, you, you get reinfected or something with varicella. Like it's unlikely if you have varicella antibodies, but it's not even something we've ever talked about. Like, hey, what's your varicella status? Like, I need to know if you have the antibodies, if you're going to be hanging around with me because I'm pregnant. And if this baby, I'm in my first trimester, if, if this baby gets congenital varicella syndrome, this could be a big problem. Like, I need to know your status. Mm. Like, show me your cards. Show me your papers. Like, that's just not information that is, it's just not, it's just, I, I get it that everybody's worried about this virus and people getting sick and spreading it and asymptomatic carriers. But like, we're now in a place where you're like, we're demanding that people tell us what their medical history is and were they vaccinated? Like I didn't get the flu shot this year either. Like, do you need to know that as well? Like, do you need to know my blood type? Do you want to know if I've ever had syphilis? Do you want to know if I've ever had PID? Like that I had irresponsible sex in college? Like what else do you need to know about me? Like, do you need to know that I'm HIV positive? I'm not. I'm, but I'm, I'm saying like back in the eighties, like what if that was the thing? Like, like there's history behind discrimination for people's medical histories and the the decisions they've made on how they've treated their bodies. So like, where is this heading? Like, this is a very strange agenda that we're heading down where now we have to actually have this conversation every time we hug people, like you said, like I'm vaccinated. It's okay. Like, well, maybe that's not okay. Like I have a lot of people who by proxy are having bleeding disorders because their close family members got vaccinated. So, I mean, like the whole thing is like, Right. Is the world going fucking crazy? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the answer is yes, because you can't even wrap your mind around any of it. And then like you're saying, maybe the flip side, maybe people that aren't choosing this shot should be questioning people that are or, you know, as far as being a midwife, um, like I've run into midwives that are wanting to know the status of their clients. And I'm not working right now. So honestly, that's like something I even have to sit with, you know, and And is it about, Mm -hmm. you know, what is it about anymore? Like, is it about getting something from someone or is it just purely energetic? Maybe uh, I would choose to not be around people that are choosing that just for my own vibrational purposes, right? So it gets really messy and it's all just really sad and divisive. Mm 
And I think that, you know, again, maybe we're not reviewing all the agendas, but doesn't that seem to be one just confuse people enough so that they're all scared of each other. They all hate each other. They don't want to be close. So there goes community. Um, You know, so where do we stand with that? I I mean, I totally agree. And you had introduced me to Charles Eisenstein's work back in the day. And this was like a year, a year ago that you sent me that the coronation essay Mm. and people were up in arms over this essay. Right. which has nothing to do with the it doesn't even ask the question of what is a virus most people aren't even asking that so that's a that's a big problem um there's a lack of scientific inquiry into problems like this as a whole and it goes to birth and everything else that's not that's not what this essay is about this essay and most of what you and I talk about is if we know that dividing people and isolating people is actually a worse um it, it actually has a worse uh, uh, impact on our health. How are we justifying separation, isolation, and fear-mongering? How is that a reasonable, how, how is that a reasonable conclusion as to how to fix, I'm using air quotes here, fix the problem of, 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 of like any, any public health problem? Like how is isolating people and forcing us apart and forcing us to question every single person's motivations or past medical histories or whatever, how is that actually solving our problem? Right. And I just don't have, I don't have an explanation. It's a very weird thing that nobody's talking about. It's, it's very, very strange. Yeah. What, what comes in for me is, you know, what is health? (laughs) You know, what, what does that mean? And are humans really, even coming close to living that because right now the definition is more of like a lack of being sick, right? So it's coming from that perspective of like, oh, there's this germ, as long as you're covering up and wearing gloves and doing these things, that's health. But I would argue that, you know, there's a way different definition of health um, that most people aren't tuned into. So it's similar almost to that birth plan conversation, right? Like, are we on the defensive or are we embodying the health that we know we're inherently born with and taking care of our bodies and staying close to the earth? Because if there was something to be scared about, and and I don't necessarily think there is, but that's my experience, um, that would, you know, that would be my defense. And that is mm-hmm. my defense for myself, for my children. We're not going to live in fear of any of the things. But that's not a very popular belief. Yeah. Yeah, I actually just got off the phone the other day with a mental health professional who works with um, trauma as it pertains to prenatal care and postpartum care and whatnot. And, you know, trauma has trauma is a, um, a, a bit of a buzzword nowadays. But I mean, traumas are first off, the first rule of trauma is to not compare traumas, right? The second rule of trauma is to realize that it, this is not just a physical injury. It is something that is deeply, deeply emotional, spiritual, psychological, whatever. It, those, those are all in the spectrum of trauma. Right. And I think that we're under. I think we're underplaying. We're, we're maybe underappreciating how how devastating it is that that we have to. That, that we're that we're that we're being conditioned to be afraid of our next door neighbor um the othering the xenophobia like all of those things are just becoming worse now and 
And the big question is not whether, and I don't like talking about the virus because the question is not, is this virus dangerous or not? That's not the question. Right. If this was a virus that if you got, if you were, if you contracted it, that you would die instantly. Okay. Like let's play that hypothetical. That's not the case with this. In fact, I mean, it's very far from it. It's very, 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 very far from that. So if you, even as a healthy 30 year old, we're going to get a virus, which is by the, by the way, not a living thing, everybody, it is a nucleic acids wrapped up in a, an envelope of protein. So if you were to get it and die instantly, then we would all, we can all say that is a really scary thing in, in the sense that, Hey, I might die if I walk outside. Right? So if that were the case, if human beings were being faced with the ultimate threat of this invisible thing goes into your lungs and kills you instantly, we would probably bar the doors. We would close the windows. We would have respirators on and we would say, great. Now we're safe. Well, is that the life that you want to live? Right. And I know people are going to be like, but it's not like that. But I'm not asking you if it's like that. I'm saying as a thought experiment, sure. what what choice. length are you willing to go to live longer? Are we just prolonging our shitty, miserable lives at the expense of more time? Like, are we just compromising everything in order to live longer? As a physician, I've seen a lot of bad viral infections. I've seen people die. I've mm. seen babies die. I've seen a lot of bad stuff happen. Mm. A virus is something that is a challenge to the system. Now, whether or not you think coronavirus is a bad thing or not, at some point you have to consider the risks of maybe getting this virus versus the benefits of of living life. It's just like like the college party, right? You're going to go home and sleep with this person. You might get an infection. Is it worth risking infertility, getting a bad gonorrheal infection and bad tubular disease or something like that? Most people have said, hell no, I want to go have sex at the party, right? We'll use a condom. Well, the condom didn't, it broke or whatever. Like, oh, well, like, but you took a bigger risk there or a bigger risk just driving down the highway than you did maybe walking outside with this particular virus. But I mean, what I'm saying is the world is going insane because people have not taken this risk benefit analysis seriously. Like there is a real thing here to be thought about. And to choose this, like this binary option of going like, like this is really dangerous and I'm really afraid, or this is not dangerous and fuck this whole thing. Like choosing one of those sides is actually a real, that's good. Choose one. You can be afraid or you can be not afraid, but pick a side, like, like actually make a decision instead of just going into this current of like, I guess this is how I feel about this. Right. And I'm going to do this because I'm supposed to, and Instagram's going to judge me if I don't or whatever, like. That, that's do you like think, the worrisome thing. I mean, do you think people as a whole really have access to what they really think or believe? See, I don't necessarily hmm, tell me about that. think they do. I think most people's entire lives are set up in fear and to like react to whatever the next threat is, right? whether I don't know, it's losing their job or like this, this way of living that we could argue isn't even really living. It's just kind of like fighting off whatever demon is next. So I guess I'm saying, you know, do people even have a way of accessing their own truth? Because I've said a million times birth or other, like, totally respect that you do you like you tune in, you figure out which way you need to go. 
and follow that. Yeah. But I just feel like, I don't know, people don't do that. They don't have the tools for that. They don't know that's a thing. And then they get weighed down in other conversations about, you know, things you've hinted at, like, oh, well, I'll just do this thing because it's the right thing to do. Or like, I've been told this will make everyone safer. Um, You know, I don't know. I just, I just start babbling about it because we are a collective, like there is a collective consciousness, like there are these ideas that we're all connected. But then there's also like at an individual level, these choices we have to make Mm -hmm. to change the, the, the boat direction, right? So if we wanted to change this collective consciousness to people taking responsibility, um, we do each have to do that. So how do we do that? How do we help people do that? Can we help people do that? Or do we just do it? And people do whatever they want? I don't know. Well, I mean, you, that's that's exactly right. So people think that this is like a separate issue. This coronavirus thing is not a separate issue. This is the same thing. Let's take the let's take the um like getting a vaccine while you're while you're pregnant. Like it could be safe. Like we maybe maybe it is safe. But like back in the fifties, like after post you know post World War II, when we started putting like Roundup on everything, <laughs> right? Everybody said like this is probably safe. Well, then Probably. Rachel Carson, like 50, 60 years ago said, guys, there's like shit's happening in our ecosystem. Like there's some bad stuff. Rachel Carson, Silent Spring, guys, right. if you have any interest whatsoever in understanding how putting putting our well-being in the hands of industry can go horribly wrong, look at your food supply and realize that Roundup, which is a a, a selective weed killer, that is, you know, the gly- gly- glyphosate is, it, it, it destroys you. I mean, like this is a nasty, toxic substance. We sprayed it on all of our food because we thought it was okay. And then only later did we say, hey, this might actually not be good for us. For us to say that anything should be put into your body based on a civic responsibility or whatever, without, without anybody really looking into the possible implications for the health of not just us, but our whole biosphere is completely catastrophic. It's a, it's a catastrophe and a complete lack of critical thinking and personal responsibility. Marin, you're a midwife. You have a very different lifestyle in Sedona. I am a physician. I've been in the world of sciences my entire life. But what we agree on is that if there's anything if there's any any real substance to the way that we live our life, it's going to come out of me th- stepping backwards and looking at a situation, getting whatever data we think is, imp- is important, talking to whoever, whatever experts we want to, and then making a decision for ourselves. And that's yeah. what people are not doing. It's like a whether critical it's about skill. birth, whether it's about how to do a surgery, it's whatever. It's like, this is how we do it. I've been told right. this my entire life. We just do it this way. Like, that is not, that should not be a good enough answer. And so no. to clarify, none of us are saying we should or shouldn't do anything. In fact, we're saying, if anything, decide for yourself and do it and then stand by it. Like that's totally. what you should do. But Question don't do everything. Because, yeah. Don't just jump into the current and see where it takes you. Like you have to like, you, you have a, you're a conscious being, be a conscious being. Right. And to that extent, you know, what you shared just about the physicality, whether it's the earth or our bodies, yes, totally relevant. But also people maybe being scared to look at the other realities, Mm. the emotional reality. Um, 
of, you know, particularly our children, like, is this really the world we want for them? Yeah, like right. you said, um, and just by default, like, even if we're not parenting this way, if this goes on, our kids grow up watching this other kids at the park that, you know, don't want to touch them don't want to are wearing masks, like, is this really the is this how we want it to go? Yeah, is this how we yeah. want it to go? Because right now, people like this is the time. <laughs> literally is literally the time. No, literally That's the time. Funny. That was a um, gosh, we could talk about this for hours, but I feel like it's both heavy on us right now. Um, um, yeah, I, I hope this one doesn't get taken down. I hope that this is just a conversation that can maybe prompt us to have a, a little further deeper dive down the road. But I appreciate your openness and honesty. And I know you and I don't agree with everything, but I think that you and I both respect one another for being able to make decisions for ourselves and then standing by those decisions and being willing to admit, Hey, maybe we were wrong. Like I've heard you do that. I do that myself. And it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, for yourself, right. No one, no one knows anything really, but if you don't have your own integrity of Mm. your body, you know, bodily autonomy and choice, I mean, I'd argue, what do you have? So, right, right, and um, this this ties yeah. directly into the birth experience. I mean, this is this oh is gosh, just, yeah. uh, and and by the way, also as a final thought, this isn't like this isn't something that's new in the sense that, like, if we could just go back to the way things were pre-pandemic, it's not like things would be better. Like we've all been heading in this direction, this separation, this division, and if we think we're going to fix things by separating people further and siloing off our own resources and fending it off from the zombies around us or whatever like it's it's a like it's a that's a joke like that's just um no, i agree not seeing the big picture so i agree this did not come out of nowhere it's just simply a very outward manifestation of the state of things and the state of our world and the state of people so on the positive end you know i say um there are people that are thinking this way so if people are feeling alone which they often are because of censorship and all of that Uh, It's not crazy to think for yourself. And when you do that, even if you express that in the most minor way, people are grateful. I think we both can attest to that. You know, they don't need another person telling them how to think. But when they see it modeled that Mm -hmm. we're in this to, I think, ultimately make things better. Like that's the highest vision, right? Is that we break through this and, and all that. So just, just to not feel alone, stay positive. And that's right. Yeah, no, you're you're with uh, a whole lot of people that feel this way. Yeah, amen. It's All great right, to see you, Marin. See you later. See ya.